This is the Empowered Athlete Podcast, hosted by yours truly, the one and only Natty Boss, lifelong athlete, sports dietitian, breathwork facilitator, personal development junkie, and holistic performance coach. This podcast is here to change the paradigm of what it means to be a high-performance athlete. The intention and mission of this podcast is to help you create freedom, clarity, and balance in your life while giving you the tools to heal yourself, improve your well-being, and optimize performance. I believe that in order to reach our highest potential in this human experience, we must unlearn and let go of everything we've been conditioned to believe about ourselves and the world so that we can truly tap into what our divine path is and have the courage to pursue the curriculum of our soul. It's my hope that after every episode, you feel activated and empowered to make change in your life that supports you in operating from a place of alignment of who you're meant to be. Get ready for major shifts and transformation. It's time to dive in. What's up? Welcome back to the Empowered Athlete Podcast. Today is Halloween, so happy, happy Halloween. And because it's Halloween, I wanted to do a fun and light episode that makes sense, that could mesh really well. And what do we think about when we think about Halloween? Most of the time, it is sweets and candy, right? So I think that a great episode topic is just going to be talking about sweet cravings and more specifically giving you tangible things that can support you if you struggle with sweet cravings and really easy and practical six tips and ways in which you can squash sweet cravings. So if you really struggle with having that sweet tooth under control, I really believe the tips that I'm going to be sharing with you are going to be really, really supportive. So we're going to dive right in. And as always, grab a pen, paper, if you want to take some notes, come back to this, but integrate at least one of the things that I share with you today. So you can really start seeing those changes and you can feel empowered and not feel like you are at the mercy of sweets and they're constantly holding you back because there are a lot of things that can be influencing our sweet cravings as we're going to dive into. And some of it can be emotional. Some of it can be physical and deficiencies and things like that. So we're going to be diving into all of that and whatever one resonates most with you, then go ahead and run with it and see if you can implement some things to see some change. So to dive in, the first way to squash your sweet craving is we're just going to start really simple with water, just drinking water. And why I recommend this is because most of the time we are hydrating ourselves, or I should say just like consuming liquids that are not necessarily water, right? They're diet sodas, they're energy drinks, they're coffee drinks, and that's not water, right? Our body is primarily made of water. We need water to hydrate and to have supple skin and to lubricate our joints and to just feel good, optimize digestion, literally all of it. So we need water. And sometimes we uh, the cravings that we have can be disguised as if we're hungry or as if it's sugar or salt cravings. But the reality is we could actually just be craving water and be actually thirsty. So my recommendation is number one, to assess almost like a water assessment. When you notice a craving come up, just simply ask yourself, when was the last time I drank water? If your answer is, I didn't drink any water today, that's probably a good sign that this craving is related to hydration and water. So my recommendation would then be to start with drinking 8 to 16 ounces of water. You don't have to chug it, but just to kind of drink that. And then if you still have the craving, then go ahead and act on the craving. 
because it's maybe legitimate or maybe some of the other things I share is going to help in maybe it's a different avenue versus hydration. Um, but if the craving goes away, then you know that it was simply just you needing to be hydrated. So then that's a really simple solution. So that one's really simple, but it's often underestimated because we don't really prioritize. I watch people all the time, of course, not judgingly, but just like watching people. And I notice that most people are not drinking water and it's like mind boggling to me. Um, and it's really just getting out of the habit of doing that because there's so many other tempting beverages and we're going to dive into beverages a little bit more in a second, but there's just all these things out there on the market that we feel more inclined to try versus just plain old water, but plain old water gets the job done. So the first recommendation, the first way to squash your sweet craving is to start off with water, drink water, hydrate yourself, and then see where the craving is from there. And then you can take action accordingly. The second tip I have is simply to eat carbs. It's almost like twofold. Eat carbs and also eat sweet flavored profiles and elements and adding them to your meals. It doesn't mean eating candy bars to your meals, but adding sweet foods to your meals makes perfect sense because we have taste buds that accommodate for all the different flavors, bitter and salty and pungent and sweet. And so we need to have sweet foods and naturally carbs are going to be on the sweeter side. Think of like a sweet potato, think of like a banana, right? These are still healthier carbs, but they do have, because they are carbs, they're starch and they're going to be sweet in their undertone for the most part. And so because of that, we want to add them to our diet. It really becomes that simple. We are so indoctrinated into a culture where it's low carb and don't eat sweets. And if you eat one sweet, you don't have any willpower and you're a failure, right? That is just like old news, old mindset. We need to get out of that mindset and realize that as athletes, we need to fuel our body. We need to eat carbs, period, right? And I'm not going to belabor that point because I talk about it constantly. And the reality is this is one of the simplest switches that I do for our students inside the performance blueprint and our coaching programs. And they're always mind blown. They're like, wow, I can't believe I have no cravings. I can't believe I have energy. All I did was eat carbs. I'm like, yes, exactly. Because we actually need that in our body. And when we are giving our body the amount of carbs that we are require, which is different per person, but generally speaking, if we give our body the amount of carbs that's required, and then we also allow those carbs to be sweet in nature, naturally say, for instance, allowing yourself to eat fruit, a healthy, completely healthy food group. And it's obviously carbs, but grapes are going to be really sweet. So you can cater to that aspect of your taste buds and feel complete and satisfied after that meal because you're not depriving yourself of a specific flavor profile. You're actually including it and giving yourself permission to have it, which is going to allow for a more enriching experience with food. You're going to feel more satisfied because you are getting to explore all those different flavors, right? Which is what makes food amazing. And it's not just one bland flavor. And then you're going to feel more satisfied. And then you're less likely to have those other cravings down the road of the day, like those later night cravings, because you've been satisfying those cravings all throughout the day in a healthier, more balanced way. So my second tip is to eat carbs into your meal. So if you're eating low carb right now, start adding healthy carb sources. Again, my disclaimer is healthy carb sources. This is not a disclaimer to just eat 10 pounds of potato chips and 10 pounds of cookies and say, Natalie said to have carbs. Okay. Of course, all foods can fit, but we're also talking about 
you know, our goals and what we want to feel like more often than not. And you're not going to feel well eating 10 bags of potato chips, 10 dozen cookies, right? So start with potatoes, start with bananas, oatmeal, foods that maybe you feel a little scared to eat because there's all these negative narratives around them. But this is your permission slip to eat it because it's healthy for you and it's actually going to help you in the long run, especially if weight loss is your goal or weight management, because you're not going to be inclined to crave things and then go on binging episodes, which is actually what's going to stall your any any of your progress and really inhibit your metabolism from being optimized. And that's our goal as athletes, right? We want optimized metabolism. So if, there, if I haven't done enough convincing yet, <laughs> please do this now. Add carbs to your meals, healthy carbs, and start integrating some sweet profiles into your meals and notice how you're going to feel more satisfied and it's going to decrease your likelihood to have cravings later on. All right, my third tip, third way to potentially squash your sweet cravings, and this is a very particular one. If you're like me, which most people might not believe because just because I'm a dietitian and I'm a health freak, you know, people will automatically might think, you know, there's no way that she eats, you know, junk food or, or whatever, but I am a self-proclaimed chocoholic. Okay. I love chocolate. I will find an excuse to integrate chocolate into every single meal as I can. So for instance, something like, you know, chocolate flavored protein powder you know, that's not pure chocolate, but I love the flavor of chocolate. So I integrate it in different ways to have that satisfaction because I like it. Now, that was kind of a little bit of a tangent because the point of this um, third tip is really just about chocolate in general. Now, I don't feel this urge that I need chocolate in order to survive, but some people really believe that and they really get into the space of like, I literally need to eat chocolate all the time. I like crave it, like completely crave, almost like pregnancy crave it. And if that's the case, this is where we get to talk about a little bit of deficiency potentialities. So maybe you've heard this, maybe you haven't, but it's often been linked where if you have intense chocolate cravings that are chronic and ongoing, you could have a a magnesium deficiency. So in order to squash that chocolate craving, if that's something you're experiencing, Obviously, the recommendation is really just to increase your magnesium-rich foods into your diet. Some of the most common ones are going to be pumpkin seeds, almonds, dried beans and legumes like peanuts, lentil, soybean, baked beans, and dark green leafy veggies, so spinach or Swiss chard. So if you can integrate this into your meals, I can't say for sure that you have a magnesium deficiency, but it's something to consider, something to explore, experiment with. If you are that person that really feels like it's it's chocolate or dye, it might be something to look into or better yet, go get your magnesium levels checked and see if there is that correlation. But very simply, you can just start with adding these into your diet and seeing if there are any shifts in your cravings. So this is classified under that sweet craving, obviously, because chocolate is considered a sweet. So our fourth tip here, so our fourth way to squash your sweet craving is to actually limit or eliminate or really monitor your diet beverages consumption or diet soda. This is like one of the biggest things that I see people drink a lot. And I am definitely, you know, I drink diet soda very seldomly. And if I do, 
I'll tell you what my vice is. My vice is diet ginger ale. I absolutely love it. I love it particularly because it's a clear soda, so it doesn't stain my teeth. And also there's no caffeine and I do not like drinking caffeine after 2 p.m. You guys know that I talk about this a lot to make sure that my sleep is not disrupted. Um, but oftentimes I'm mainly going towards seltzers. So I'll give you that tip in a second. But um, if I do want to indulge in a soda, that is my go-to of choice is my diet ginger ale. However, I am drinking lots of water throughout the day, right? So there's that balance there because again, all foods can fit. But what I'm often seeing is people primarily drinking that. And this is really interesting because most people drink diet soda to maybe not just suppress their appetite, but to not get the calories associated with drinking soda, right? But still wanting that sweetness, still wanting that carbonation. But there's an interesting thing that studies have been finding when it comes to artificial sweeteners and particularly these diet sodas that we're drinking. So studies have shown that artificial sweeteners may actually boost our brain activity that are that's linked to cravings. So as we consume artificial sugar, again, in the form of these beverages, it actually leads to greater brain reward activity, which basically means that these parts of our brain are tricked and they think that there's about to be sugar coming because it turns that part of the brain on, but there is no sugar that comes. So it's actually not the artificial sweetener itself that has a direct effect on the body, but it's the idea that these artificial artificial sweeteners are confusing the body by tricking it into thinking sugar is coming. Because you're supposed to get sugar after something tastes sweet. That's the correlation that makes sense for the brain, right? That's why we have that sweetness. We're expecting that element of sugar to come because that's why we have sweetness. Our body's conditioned to that. But with diet soda, it actually leads to a disconnect from our body. So there's like an incongruency because the sugar never actually arrives because it's diet soda, right? So we're not actually getting sugar. So this can actually inhibit the body's responses and throw off its ability to efficiently metabolize sugar when you do consume it. So basically all that means is that you might be drinking diet soda now, but once you start to eat something with sugar in it, your metabolism is all messed up and confused. And so the way that you metabolize, it's going to be different. It's not going to be optimized, which can lead to perhaps, you know, keeping weight on, you know, and not being able to have a healthy, thriving metabolism. Now, when it comes to the craving aspect of things, again, it's linked to the cravings. Um, the artificial sweeteners link the element of cravings in the brain. So we're actually become more hungry after consuming beverages sweetened with the artificial sweetener, which is, like I said earlier, almost counterintuitive to why we're drinking them in the first place. A lot of the times we're trying to squash, again, our sweet cravings or not taking too many calories because we're cutting weight, but the studies show that it actually tricks our brain and it actually makes us more hungry, which the issue is we then are more inclined to consume more calories. So all of this is saying basically that when you drink diet soda, you're actually more likely to have cravings. You're more likely to have sugar cravings because of the part of the brain that's activated. So if you feel like you're having these cravings a lot, maybe assess your artificial sweetener, drink, um, you know, consumption. And again, ask yourself, going back to tip number one, how often am I drinking 
diet sodas and diet beverages versus water? And can I just not focus on eliminating it altogether in one fell swoop, but can I just start adding water in to what we call crowd out? So the water hydrating yourself can start crowding out those other things because the thing is artificial sweeteners and sugar too is addictive. So if you cut it all out cold turkey, you can actually experience withdrawal symptoms, which will not make you want to quit because they feel very terrible. So it's better to actually hydrate yourself and just focus on, again, abundance, adding, adding in more water, adding in more water, letting yourself get hydrated from the inside out. And then slowly but surely you can taper your artificial, artificial sweetener consumption so that you're not so heavily reliant on it. And, you know, it can be more of a treat every once in a while versus something that's your main way to consume things. So this is really important. Now, the interesting thing about the studies they found with this is that this phenomenon that happens actually is more likely to happen with women and people who are obese. So if you're heavily overweight and you're a woman, this phenomenon seems to happen in the brain, increasing our cravings. I know, right? Like, why do we have to have the short end of the stick? Like, it pisses me off. But it's what the studies show. It's what's happening. And unfortunately, maybe fortunately for men, it actually shows that people who are in healthy weight, both men and women, and if you're just a man in general, this phenomenon for some reason does not happen. So they don't get this increased cravings for sugar. But of course, women and those who are already overweight, because they already have an impaired insulin response usually, it really messes up the process in the body and again, can increase these cravings. So all of this is to say, if you want to squash your sweet cravings, in short, in summary, take a look at how much you are consuming diet soda and start to limit that and do that by integrating tip one, drinking more water, which in turn will help you be able to decrease your diet soda reliance and hopefully eliminate it and just use it for special occasions so you can still enjoy it but it doesn't have to be a staple in your diet so this is one way to manage your cravings if you're having them again this was more seen in women and those who are overweight obese so if you fall into those categories then this is something to consider all right so that was a mouthful now we got tip number five. So tip number five is just a blanket statement of stress management. So what I want to share about this is when it comes to stress management and stress in general, when we have chronically elevated levels of stress, then, then what happens is our cortisol is also chronically elevated. And there are studies that show that chronically elevated cortisol levels link to increased sugar cravings. So really that's all I wanted to point out about that because this is a very well-known piece of information, which means that if our cravings are directly linked to the level of cortisol in our body and elevated cortisol levels, then what we have to do is manage our stress so that our cortisol levels are not chronically elevated and then our cravings will naturally decrease. So how do you manage stress? There's a lot of ways to manage stress, um, but one of the biggest things you can do right away is just integrate breath work. Breath work is an amazing tool that is available to you in every single moment because it's just your breath. You have it with you. It's free. And it really helps you be able to shift from the sympathetic nervous system to the parasympathetic nervous system. When you are operating out of stress in a stress response, you're in the sympathetic nervous system. 
So we need to shift ourselves into the parasympathetic nervous system, which is our resting, restorative, rest and digest, healing aspect of the nervous system. And this is what grounds our body. This is what regulates our nervous system and helps to balance out those, you know, activated adrenals that are always going when we're constantly on. And the more that we can live in this space, the more effective our stress response actually becomes because it's not going to become burnt out. Um, but we want to just get into the PNS system. And so breath work is an amazing tool focusing on slow and deep breaths. Activating our vagus nerve is one of the quickest ways to shift into the PNS. And this is just a great practice to maybe start your day with. Um, this can be something to integrate, break up your afternoons during lunch, take some deep breaths to regulate yourself before bed, before jujitsu, literally all of it, just little snippets throughout the day. But this is a great starting point, you know, of just managing stress is just simply using your breath to pause and to create space from, you know, that stressful sensation that you're experiencing and being able to empower yourself. And that actually leads me to tip number six, which goes hand in hand with this one, is really just more of a self-inquiry. So it's a question that I teach my students and that I've used myself and now I'm sharing with you. And it's simply asking yourself, when a craving arises, am I craving, insert whatever it is, out of habit or hunger? That's the question I want you to ask yourself. Now, when you take a pause and when you breathe and take a deep breath, you're going to have more availability and capability to be able to ask yourself in this moment instead of just acting from that craving, right? So if we're just like constantly moving, we're just craving something and we just dive into it without any forethought, then it's going to be hard to stop ourselves. So it is a practice of learning how to pause, learning how to be attuned to your body and say, oh, I noticed that there's a craving present right now. Let me ask myself. Am I craving this out of habit or hunger? Now, what does that mean? So let's go to hunger first since that's the easiest. If I'm craving it out of hunger, then that's just basically I'm hungry. But then we want to ask ourselves some maybe follow-up questions around when was the last time you ate? Was what you ate balanced? Or did you drink a sugary beverage, right? Or a diet soda that maybe increased your craving, right? Like going back to these basic questions, when was the last time I drank water? So going back to these initial things that I've integrated the first few tips, you know, asking yourself these to do an inventory essentially. And then say you're like, you know what? I didn't actually eat at all today. That's probably why I have a craving all of a sudden for potato chips. Well, then instead of just that might be true, but instead of just acting on the potato chip, why don't you eat a balanced meal and actually nourish your body, right? So you can still make that choice and empower yourself in that moment through that craving. And then the decision that you make and the choice that you make can still be supportive towards your well-being and the goals that you have. It is all in your control always. And then when it comes to my craving out of habit, habit means it could be autopilot. So a perfect example is you get home from work and you just have this routine. As soon as you get home from work, you go into the kitchen and you just immediately pick, you know, a snack and you just eat it mindlessly right? That's a habit. So recognizing that when you get home, maybe you change your course of action instead of walking right to the kitchen. Maybe you actually go into the living room, into your bedroom, take off your shoes, and then you come back out. You just change, you disrupt the pattern in other words. So there's a different course of action. You're kind of breaking that habit, but also just simply asking yourself, oh, wow, I'm doing this out of habit. I'm not even really present or consciously doing this. 
I'm just eating this because I eat it every single day and always have and never really questioned it. So then when we start to question and bring curiosity to it and starting to be like, oh, you know what? Like, I don't, I'm not actually hungry. I'm just doing this because I always do it. Then that's really empowering and you can stop yourself in that craving. So that question is seriously going to change the game for you is asking yourself, am I craving this out of habit or hunger? This can be linked to alcohol. This can be linked to sugar cravings, you know, sweets, things like that. So don't underestimate the power of this question. And if you could only do one thing out of all of the tips, I would probably say that one is the most important. I mean, they honestly are so important, all of them. But this one just really comes back into the empowerment and presence and consciousness piece. And when we are acting out of presence and when we are conscious in our decision-making, everything else is a little easier um, because everything that we do relies on what pattern we're acting out of. If we're present and we're conscious, it's going to be easier to make empowered change. But if we're acting out of subconscious and autopilot, then it's going to be harder to change. So this is really powerful because it really encourages you to pause and to assess what am I doing here? And without judgment, you know, how can I empower myself in this? You know, what is best for me and my well-being and the goals that I have? So to recap, six ways to squash your sweet cravings in honor of Halloween. Drinking water, eating carbs and adding sweet elements to meals, eating magnesium-rich foods for those who experience extreme chocolate cravings, limit diet soda and beverages, prioritize stress management, and asking yourself the simple question, am I craving this out of habit or hunger? So I would love to hear which of these tips was the most helpful for you, which one resonated most with you. And as always, share your insights on Instagram, tag us at Body by Boss LLC, and I would love to hear your takeaways. I hope you have an amazing holiday, guys, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.